Welcome to Fierce, Fun, Feminine, and Other F-Words. I'm Christine Elizabeth, and I help women unstuck themselves. Is there anything more feminine than flowers? Feminine is in the title of this podcast, and flowers, that's the topic. But we're not talking about growing flowers, arranging flowers, or picking flowers. Today, I'm here to take your summer soiree and entertaining up a notch. We're talking about eating flowers. (laughs) What? Okay, let's just get started. Here we go. You've consumed flowers without even thinking about it. I'm positive. Have you ever had hibiscus tea? Echinacea tea? How about a lavender shortbread cookie? Well, in the Pacific Northwest, we see those. I don't know if you see those where you live. Did you know that broccoli and cauliflower are the flowers of the plant they grow on? But we're not talking about those things. We're not talking about vegetables. I'm talking about something with an actual flower petal. (laughs) If you're at a restaurant and there are flowers on the plate, they have to be edible. A restaurant is not allowed to put anything on the plate that isn't. Have you ever seen that done? It used to be really trendy uh, years back, and it's coming back. And I thought, this is the perfect time of year for us to talk about how do we do this? Have you ever done it? I have only done, I've eaten edible flowers in someone else's salad. And at first I thought, why would they put these decorations in the salad? Like what, I have to pick around this thing, right? (laughs) But you don't, you can actually eat some of them. So before I even get started, I want to make a disclaimer. You do not go to the florist and use those flowers to put in your food. You check with your local gross your local grocery store about which flowers are edible. You don't go to the floral section of the grocery store. They have a section specifically for edible flowers. Don't assume all flowers are edible because they're not and don't pick wild flowers on the side of the road unless you know they're in a place that hasn't been sprayed with chemicals or pet urine, okay? <laughs> Common sense things. I just want to throw that out there because I don't want to send someone out there to go do something fun with flowers and then you make your guests sick or have an upset stomach. You have to do this carefully. But if you grow flowers in your yard, bonus. If you get those little starts at a store like Home Depot, where they sell like the little mini starts of flowers, you could grow your own little flower garden and pick the petals and put them in your foods, your cocktails, your ice cubes. Let's talk about that. So they are not only garnish. But remember, you have to make sure they're edible. I'm going to cover the ones that are edible. I'm not going to have an exhaustive list, but it is going to be a start. And I want to just get your creative juices flowing. Do you have something special coming up this summer? Maybe you're hosting a soiree for your girlfriends. You're going to have like a summer barbecue and you want to do something special or fun. Maybe it's a baby shower, a bridal shower, a little girl's birthday party. Maybe it's your mom's birthday. I don't know what the situation may be. You don't need a a situation really to just pop some flowers in your food. But if you've never thought about it, let's start talking about what we can do with them. Okay. Here, you're going to be surprised what's edible. Are you ready for this? Because when I was preparing, I was surprised. I have begonias. I have baskets of begonias. Had no idea that you can eat the flower, the leaves, and the stems. Did you know that? Begonias. The nonstop begonias, they're just gorgeous. They're easy to grow in flower pots and planters. The petals have a sour citrus flavor, and they can be used in salads or as garnish. Their stems... Get this. Do you make rhubarb pie? You can make begonia pie. <laughs> no idea. The begonia flower has this like tube, tuberous kind of stem and it can replace rhubarb. Who 
Okay, there's one thing about begonias that come with a warning. This comes with a lot of foods, though. They are high in oxalic acid. So if you are prone to gout, kidney stones, or rheumatoid arthritis, you want to go easy on your begonias. <laughs> you don't want to go hard on the begonia, digesting begonias, because they're going to cause a problem. There are so many other foods that are in this list. I don't have time to go through it, but if you suffer with gout or kidney stones or anything, you know that there are certain foods you have to eat. Kale is one of them. That you, I'm sorry, you have to avoid to eat. Kale is another one. Spinach is another one. And when you cook them, it it diminishes the oxalic acid, but some people are not able to eat a lot of those types of foods because of this acid. Now, if you don't have that problem, Go into your begonia flower pot right now. (laughs) You can just wick off a stalk and see what it tastes like if you've never sprayed it with bug spray or anything like that. But you have to clean it first. Okay, here's another one. Are you ready? Oh my gosh, I had no idea. It's calendula or also known as marigolds. When I grew up, I was taught marigolds keep the mosquitoes away. So I grew up on the East Coast of New Jersey. My grandmother planted marigolds everywhere. I don't know if that's true, but I still do it. Isn't that funny? If I have a flower pot, I'm going to pop in some marigolds to keep them away. But the flowers, the yellow or the orange, they can go from spicy and tangy to peppery or bitter. They're known as poor man's saffron because they they, uh, have a flavor that mimics saffron. You can sprinkle fresh marigolds on salads, soups, or even add them to scrambled eggs. Only the flour is edible. And so one thing you need to know when you are, if you're picking these flowers yourself and you're not buying them from a trusted grocer, the stems on all of these flowers, like the begonia, you can eat the stem, you can eat the leaves, all of that. That's not true for everything, but for marigolds, you can't. You just want the flower. And you know there's a base of the flower where it attaches to the stem. There's, It's usually kind of white or a little bit bulbous, You don't want that on the marigold. Snip it really high up under the marigold flower. Then you clean that marigold, all those petals, and you can either pick out the individual petals or you can just use the whole marigold, the whole flower. It's just so cool. Okay, carnations. What? Okay, this is the flower that lasts the longest in an arrangement. It's edible. Are you kidding me? Okay. I don't know if they taste different, if they're white, pink, or yellow. (laughs) I have no idea if there's any difference in their flavor, but carnations. Are you kidding me? Yes. Edible. The mini carns are called dianthus and they taste like nutmeg. I can't even believe it. Okay. This is going to be one of my first experiments is carnations. I have to try it. Full Full size carnations are the secret ingredient that goes in the French liqueur chartreuse. Okay. Mind blown. Carnations. I had no idea. I know about some of these flowers we're talking about because I grew up with uh, immigrants for grandparents and great grandparents and they would pick things and they cook things that, you know, a typical American probably wouldn't. And so I grew up eating some of them, but not carnations. Those went in your flower arrangements. I had no idea. (laughs) So here's some things you can do with carnations. Ready? You can soak them in a liqueur. You can make wine or put them in wine or dip them in powdered sugar to make them into little candies. Hang on, I'm going to teach you how to do that in a little bit. You can float them in a cocktail. Just be sure that, again, like the marigold, you snip it at the very base of the flower off the stem. You don't want that white part. 
Apparently that little white part ruins the whole flavor. So you just want the flower petals. Okay, here's one I grew up with and I knew you could eat it. You might not. And you probably have, if you have a grassy yard, you spray pesticides to get rid of it. Dandelion. Did you know you could eat the entire plant? The whole thing. The whole thing. They can redeem themselves now if they're in your yard, if you hate them. Now you know they're fully edible. You could feed your family on these dandelion weeds. (laughs) They're best when they're picked young. So this is something my dad did. Uh, His his family, his side of the family was from Italy. They did a lot with dandelion. And I think there was even dandelion wine, but I'm not positive. But we had dandelion greens. We had dandelion flowers. We had all of that stuff. But the younger they are, the petals are sweet like honey. The closer to the ground they are when you cut them, the sweeter they are. Buds are edible. That part I did not know. So you could eat the bud before it opens up. Mature ones are old and bitter, like the old grouchy lady living in Boca Raton, okay? Don't want the old grouchy bitter dandelion. Don't eat those. You want the baby dandelions. They're sweet. You can take little young petals from dandelions and sprinkle them all over white rice like confetti. Um, The leaves, get this, they have more nutrients than broccoli or spinach. You can eat them cooked or raw. And if you throw them in a salad with other greens, they balance off like if you use a butter lettuce, you know how that lettuce is a little bit sweet. Well, the bitter dandelion leaf that offers a little contrast in your salad. So if you do that, you want to throw in some type of fruit, like a sliced strawberry or raisin or grapes, something to offset the bitterness. It just helps you make a more interesting salad. Okay. So here's another one. Roses. Every rose is edible. We already know we put rose water on our face. We put rose lotion. Where there's there's rose perfumes. There's rose everything. But all roses are edible. You don't want the stem. Again, just the flower petal snipped way up at the base of the flower. The flavor depends on the type, color, and soil, right? So it depends on where it's grown. They go from tasting strawberry-ish to green apple-ish. Like it just depends. The darker the petal, the stronger the flavor. Mini roses can garnish ice cream, desserts. You could float them in a punch. They are an easy peasy. You know you're safe if you want to eat your roses. (laughs) If you have roses out in your yard, try it. Just go. If you don't spray them, I'm going to. I have this wonderful, very fragrant one rose bush that just, it has been growing for over 20 years and it just keeps going with these gorgeous, I mean, really large, bigger than a grapefruit size flower. And they're deep, deep red. They're super fragrant. And I'm going to pull off some leaves and I'm going to taste it. And I just want to see, you know, because I don't spray them. I just let them go. Now, I know there's little bugs, aphids, all that stuff. Like they love roses. So of course I'm going to clean it first, but I'm going to try it. Have you ever done this? I've, I'd, I'm just excited to try. Okay. If you live in the Pacific Northwest or anywhere where tulips grow, you can eat the petals. Tulips. They taste sweet like lettuce or fresh baby greens. Some people have allergies to tulips. If your skin creates, like gets rashy with a tulip, don't eat the tulip because you'll have digestive problems. You'll have an allergic reaction. Don't eat them. But you can eat the flower petals from a tulip. What other flowers can you eat? I'm just going to give you a couple ideas. You can have fuchsia. 
That's that hanging basket with those beautiful um, droopy flowers that like the shade. Hibiscus, you already know. Honeysuckle. I grew up sucking the uh, sweet juice out of this little fragrant white flower. Did you ever do that? I never ate the flower itself. I just would um, taste the sweetness that came out of it. But there are berries on the honeysuckle plant that are poisonous. So don't go picking the honeysuckle and throw your berries in because you're going to make your guests all sick. (laughs) Impatience. Pansies, also like you would call them Johnny Jump Ups, they taste green and grassy. Those wild pansies that are purple and yellow, and they're kind of like a, they almost look like a three-leaf clover, but they're not. Um, Those I've seen sprinkled on ice cream and all different things. Beautiful. Primrose, violets. There are more, but all of those flowers are edible. So what can you do with them? Let's just talk about a couple ideas because... We all have things that are coming up this summer that we may be entertaining. Why not throw flowers in the mix? It would be so fun. Here's one. Clean your flowers. Get old school ice cube trays. Put your flower in it. Fill with water. And you can have ice cubes with flowers in them. You could also just float them in a punch. Float them on a cocktail or something like that. But here's the one that's easy that you can do. And you'll wow your guests, and it's a fun thing to do with kids. You can candy them. So what you need, you want to make candied flowers. It's not hard. You just have a little preparation. I would say it's a it's a one-day process, but they have to dry. So you want to give it, you know, you prep them and, and candy them the first day. The second day, they're ready to use. So you want to plan ahead. The things you need to make a candied flower, and every single thing I just mentioned can be candied everything. You need egg for egg white, a super fine or caster sugar, a paintbrush, white vinegar, parchment paper. That's it. So what you want to do is grab your flowers, whatever kind you're deciding, put them in a bowl of water with a splash of white vinegar and soak them for 20 minutes. This is how you're going to clean your flowers. Whether you buy them straight from the grocer or not, you want to wash your flowers because we don't know what's on them, right? So you want to drain them and let them dry on a towel. While they're drying, beat an egg white, really nice and fine. Some people don't do this. They do a meringue powder. They just add water to meringue powder, and they dip the flour in meringue powder and then sugar. But this is another way. You can just do an egg white. Then you want to have your super fine or caster, whatever kind of sugar. If you use granulated sugar, it's too big and too heavy. So a super fine sugar is better. You put it in a sifter. So now your flowers are dry, you're going to dip them in egg white, and then you're going to get the sifter, and you're going to sift that sugar all over the flower, top, bottom, inside, around, everywhere. So when you dip the egg white, make sure it's entirely coated, sift the sugar all over. If you miss a spot, some people prefer to be very artistic and use a little brush to paint the sugar on. You can do that too. And then you lay them out to dry on parchment paper. Most people do that overnight, so they can dry overnight. Voila, wake up the next day, you have little candied flowers ready to add to your cakes, your cupcakes, your ice cream, your drinks, whatever you want. And here's another little fun thing. You can do that same exact technique for mint and basil leaves. Mint leaves are awesome to throw in salads, so are basil leaves, but mint leaves can go in cocktails. You could sugar them just like this, candy them just like this. How fun would that be to add 
to your party. So where do you find these things? Well, I know that you can get them at Trader Joe's. You can get them at Whole Foods. You can also go online and just Google edible flowers, where to buy edible flowers, and a few websites pull up that specialize in that. You can order them online. The Everyday Grocery Store, I haven't seen them. If you have flowers at home that you've grown and you know you haven't sprayed a bunch of chemicals on, you can use those too. So there you go. There is your topic for this week. I would love to hear if you tried this. It's fun to do with your kids. It's fun to teach them that you can eat things that they wouldn't necessarily think of. And how cool would it be that your daughter might grow up going, hey, I remember when my mom threw these flowers on my ice cream for my birthday party or in my cupcakes for my birthday party, and I'm going to try that. Hey, mom, do you remember that day when you did this for my party and she's going to come back and ask you for that recipe? What a cool little thing that you can do as a family, but also wherever you are in life, if you don't have kids, you have a bunch of girlfriends coming over or you're throwing a shower because everybody you know is getting married. There you go. You can use your fresh flowers. I hope this was a fun one for you to listen to. Have a great week. Flowers might seem like a random topic, but you should see the list of F words I have for topics to talk about on this podcast. There are so many, and why not? Why not experiment? We could have talked about arranging flowers and purchasing or growing or whatever, but this one... This adds a little bit of a twist to your entertaining. It takes it up a notch. I hope you try it. If you do, send me a message at fiercefunfeminine at yahoo.com. I would love to hear about it. Remember, not all flowers are edible. Do your homework. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified for the next episode. Share this with a friend. If she's trying to throw a party and she's planning it, it might be a really fun tip for her. And until next time, have a fierce, fun, feminine, and fabulous day.